Missy's going to get me in a minute. <laughs> Thought I forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> Amen. Good to be here tonight. She was reading a missions letter one time and it said app on it. And she said APP. <laughs> and so I'll never forget that. You talk about trying not to crack a smile from behind the pulpit. <laughs> amen. Acts chapter 13. If you got your Bible tonight, say amen. 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 I'm getting a whooping after church, so I'm going to run out after we get done. Amen. Acts chapter 13, verse 48 through verse number 52. The Bible said this. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. So in our last study, uh, we began by still yet looking tonight at how that Paul had been preaching in the synagogues wherever he went. And he was still yet preaching the word of God. And it was also in our last study we had seen how that many people who had heard had left out of the synagogue uh, where he was preaching at at that time. And the sad part of our last study, I guess you could say, was that the people that left, they went out tonight unbelieving in that day. And friend, tonight, if they never got saved, we know tonight they lifted up their eyes in a place called hell. And it's a sad thing for those Jews tonight that did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But tonight I could picture Paul as he's probably crying tonight. I mean, that was his desire, was for his brethren, the Jews, uh, to get saved. That was his heart's desire. And tonight, that ought to be our heart's desire for everybody, every boy, every girl, uh, no matter what color of their skin, no matter what country they're from, our desire ought to be tonight that they get saved. Amen, it should be. But right there were some people that uh, tonight would also encourage Paul along the way uh, in our text as well. And may I say to you tonight, uh, one thing that we need to do, I'm a little loud tonight, I'm trying not to be, but uh, one thing that we ought to do tonight is encourage one another uh, in the faith. There's enough discouragement tonight. Uh, we could go around the room and, and we probably all know of some kind of discouraging news, don't we? But friend, tonight, why? Why in the world can't we be like those men who encouraged Paul in the faith tonight and encouraged him and Barnabas to go on? And before we go any further into this, I do want people to know tonight uh, that the pastor is no different than anybody else. I, I'm not different than you, and, and you're not different than me. We are all the same in this, in this uh, life. Amen. We have bad days. We have good days that we're discouraged and we're down. But I'm glad that when I seem like I'm at my lowest, you know what happens? We can come into the house of God, and tonight we have laughed at one another. And you know what? That encourages me. And then just to see you sitting there uh, tonight, that is a blessing to me. And I never uh, regretted getting together with my church family because it's y'all that encouraged me tonight in the faith to keep going on. I mean, friend, think of how it would be tonight if, if, uh, if let, let, let me put it like this, if you ladies cook a big meal on Thanksgiving and you run around the house 
and then nobody shows up. You'd be mad, wouldn't you? Amen. And if the husband didn't show up, I wouldn't come home for a little while. Amen. Uh, I never regret coming to the house of God. You know, I can come here, Brother David, I can be down, I can be in the most miserable mood in the world, but I can step through the door and it's just like something different comes over me. The house of God's a blessing. The family of God are a blessing. Or they ought to be. Amen. So in our last study, we read of what happened when he went on for God. These men, they're encouraging Paul and Barnabas tonight to carry on. And then we looked at verse 44. The Bible said, And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Now may I say to you tonight, all because Paul had been encouraged by his friends in the faith to carry on, now the whole city is gathered around to hear the preaching of the word of God. And I know some of those some of those results of from that we're not going to be good but it's uh, it is us and it was Paul we don't uh, need to worry about the results the results of the Lord's but anyway uh, he's in the city he's preaching we read verse 45 the Bible said but when the Jews saw the multitudes they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul contradicting and blaspheming now, you might look on the negative side and say, well, if his friends hadn't told him to go on, they wouldn't be there. Friend, that's just half the story. There's other folks that did get saved. There's other folks that did believe. But friend, the city's gathered around. But here comes these jealous Jews. And the reason that they're jealous tonight is because now at this time, the preaching of the gospel of Christ is causing an uproar throughout the land at that time. This is, uh, this is uh, Christian history in a nutshell, really. This took place. There is an uproar over what we are doing in a church house tonight. I wish the saints of God would get an uproar sometimes. Amen. Uh, something, don't you? Anyway, the city's gathered around. Here comes the jealous Jews. They're jealous because at this time, the gospel of Christ is getting more notice than their religion is. They're mad about it. More were gathered to hear about Christ, though, than there was to hear about all the laws that the Jews had added to their religion. And they did. They kept adding things and adding stuff. Also, they could remain in charge in the city. So they're upset now. Paul and Barnabas just preaching the gospel of Christ. The Jews were mad. We saw that. We read verse 46. The Bible said, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Friend, I'm, uh, a lot of people, as we said last week, will say, why would God send people to hell? Listen to me, friend. Folks, get their self there by rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul didn't care, though, tonight, if the people liked what he said or not. Those Jews are mad. But he's going to rear back to tonight and he's going to tell the truth whether they like the truth or not boy we need some folk in our day and time just to tell the truth but he and Barnabas wax bold in the faith men we need more boldness in the faith today we have we are living in the day and age where everybody's trying to womanize the male figure they are and I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful I'm not being mean but this is true and we need some men today, friend. I mean, I, everywhere I look, there is sissies everywhere. We need some men. 
I'm telling you, friend, it was in his boldness tonight. Paul also told this people that if they denied Christ, like they denied the fact destruction was coming in Habakkuk in the Old Testament, it was them that suffered, suffered just like they did then. The judgment. It's the lost of our day. If they don't get saved, they will have to face judgment tonight in a place called hell. That's just the truth. I didn't write it. God wrote it. I'm just telling you the truth. But the good news of the gospel tonight must keep going out. Friend, just like it did in the days of Paul. And then it's up to the people that hear what they want to do with the gospel. We can't twist their arm. We cannot make them make a profession. It is up to them. We saw that. We read about the good news again in verse 47. The Bible said, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. God commanded them that they were to be that light. And we know tonight who the light of the world is. His name is Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, friend, what we need to do tonight is take the light of the gospel outside the church doors, outside the four walls, and tell the world the good news. Hey, I'm not talking about news on CNN or Fox News or ABC. I'm talking about the good news found in the Word of God. And take it to some folk, amen, and tell them that they don't have to die and go to hell. What good news we've got tonight. Paul is taking the good news everywhere that he goes. He now told the Gentiles the good news that Jesus says. May I say to you tonight, he's still in the saving business. Don't give up hope on your lost family members. If they're still living, there's hope. God is still in the saving business. I wonder how many folks thought there wasn't no hope for us. He still yet saved us. God's in the saving business. Paul reared back and shared Christ with those Gentiles. Now let's read on and see what they done. Verse 48, read it again. The Bible said this. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained, don't let that trip you up, ordained to eternal life, believed. So it was this people in our text tonight, they acted like really we ought to act. Could you picture them as they're praising God? Friend, I'll tell you one thing missing around the church house today is praise. You know what our problem is? We're too worried about what so-and-so might say if Brother West takes a lap around the church. You help yourself. Amen. There's one preacher preaching at Smithport one time. Somebody got saved and he took two laps. I'd never seen that before, but it's all right. Amen. I liked it. Friend, they were glad tonight to hear about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't come to church and say, well, it's Wednesday night. Here we go again. They were excited. They're fired up about what God is doing around that place. Hey, I'm glad it's the gospel of Christ that still yet brings joy to people in our day and time, just like it in the book of Acts. Friend, if you can't get happy tonight about what God has done for you, your blessing's broken. You need to get it fixed. You need to take that thing to a mechanic somewhere and let him repair it. Friend, listen tonight. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross. Hey, we ought to be the most happy people in the world tonight. Why do we walk around like we lost our cat or our dog and all that? Listen, friend, we have got the good news tonight. Heaven is our home. This world's not it for us. After I leave this world, I'm not done. I'm just beginning to live. Amen. Amen, preacher. Good preaching. 
Friend, listen, if it don't bring you joy tonight to know that you know that you know your sins are gone, there's something wrong. Friend, listen, the world don't want us to be happy. The devil don't want us to be happy. But I, I tell you what, friend, we might as well just rejoice a little bit about it. I feel pretty good tonight, Brother David. We may not get out of here at 30. You're going to have to use this shock collar. The people were glad. It's the gospel of Christ that ought to bring us tonight. That joy that's unspeakable and full of glory is a song they play. Hey, it's a joy that even though we ought to tell, it's better uh, felt than it is tell sometimes, ain't it? I'm glad that I can feel it. I'm not saved by feelings. But boy, it feels good sometimes if you're in your car and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost of God parks in there with you and all you can do is cry and the Holy Ghost goosebumps get on you and all you do is give God away. Hey, it, it wouldn't hurt us to do that in the house of God either. Amen. About clear the ditches out coming down the road and then the house of God were quiet as a church my house. One man said, you can hear a nap burp. It's the quiet house of God. <laughs> Friend, I know I'm not saved by feelings, but boy, it's a joy to be saved, ain't it? Friend, they had joy. They rejoiced, and that's what we ought to do. It wouldn't kill us to raise our hands up to God and thank Him for saving our soul. As a matter of fact, tonight, if we ain't going to try it, let's just go ahead and do some spiritual exercise. You can. Get one of these, can't you? We'll prove it. Amen. <laughs> We'll exercise till we get it right. <laughs> Amen. Friend, listen tonight. Uh, I mean, I know that you can now. And as a matter of fact, now some of you that were not smiling, now you're smiling. Ain't that amazing how that works? You ever sit up in a service and the devil's on your back, don't say anything, just be quiet, don't say anything. And then all of a sudden, it springs up inside of you, you say something, and next thing you know, you're just happy as a log. <laughs> that way that works? It's amazing, ain't it? Friend, it ought to give us joy to know we're saved. Now, friend, if the crowd doesn't wave when we're at a game, would we not want to do the wave with them? I mean, if your favorite ball player hits a, hits a home run or, or if, if they get a touchdown or if they score the buzzer winning three and the crowd goes wild and doesn't wave, do you not want to join in that or do you just want to be the one We can do a wave in the house of God too if we have to. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm glad tonight my sin debt has been paid. Hey, I'm fired up. I listen to preaching before I come here. That's a bad idea. But I'm telling you, friend, I'm glad my sin debt's been paid. I'm glad when I couldn't pay the price, Jesus Christ paid it all. Hey, if I were to go to a tailor and try to pay for my sin, Brother West, they'd say the account is too great. But Jesus Christ paid it all. My sins are gone tonight. They are washed away. You say, preacher, what about the wrong you done? If he don't remember it, I ain't remember Remember it. It's gone. Boy, we ought to give him another way. I didn't deserve it. Christ done it anyhow. Friend, they were happy in the Lord for their salvation. If you're saved, we have no excuse really for not being happy. Do we? Friend, don't be ashamed of it. If, if God gets on you in the service and you wave your... James Half used to wave his Bible around. Say, well, boy, where are those people at? Somebody needs to take up the mantle. They didn't care to get happy, friend. And if you wasn't getting happy, he'd knock your hat off and make you get that one. <laughs> Amen. This people's happy. Then after they got saved and got happy about it, they must have known where their salvation come from. They were thankful for the Word of God. My goodness, look at this. 
Look at this verse. Does it not say they were glad and glorified the Word of the Lord? Right? It's the Word of God that we hold in our hands tonight that truly saved us, right? Think about it tonight. If we didn't have the Word of God, how would we know how to be saved? Boy, this book that we hold in our hands tonight, do you know how many people have died for what we have in our hands? They stood on it and stood up for it and they died for what we believe tonight. So you and I could have this book we hold in our hands. It's King James Bible. But we, they died so we could have it. Folks were burned at the stake. They put gunpowder in their mouth and blew their heads off for what we have in our hands. Friend, they can be thankful for it. Even though they saw uh, Philip die. Even though they saw Stephen stoned to death. These people are still thanking God for the word of the Lord. Boy. Well, I didn't mean to get into all that. Friend, I don't know about you. I'm glad we've got a copy. If you're saved and born again, it's you and it's I. We don't need the author of the book to sign it. Because if you're saved, he signed you. Amen. That's a whole lot better than having him sign a book, ain't it, friend? We're stamped. We are his tonight, blood bought by Jesus Christ. He signed us by his blood. But the only reason we knew uh, that we could come to him and get saved is because we have this book tonight that tells us about it. Boy, we ought to wave it up. We ought to take it home and put it in a box and put a light on it. When people come in, they say, what's so special about that? Then we say, well, this is how I know that I got saved and born again. Jesus saved my soul. Don't throw it around in your car. Take care of it. It's the Bible. What a blessing it is to have it. Well, the Bible still said in 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, I mean, friend, the preaching of the Word of God is what saved us, right? 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, For after that in the wisdom of God, uh, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You had to hear preaching somewhere along the line. Friend, here were some folks just got saved. They're glad and now tonight they just wanted to glorify the Word of the Lord. That's what we ought to do as well. Faith still cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Ain't you glad it don't matter what man has to say, but it matters what the Bible said. Hey, my salvation ain't based on so and so. It's based on Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hey, don't you ever let anybody tell you that you didn't do something right. Because friend, it ain't about what we do. It's about what He does. The only thing that matters is what the Bible has to say. God penned down our Bible by holy men of God as they spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I've got a God-breathed Bible, ain't you? Friend, I don't have no NIV. Don't need it. Don't have no ESV or ASV. They got one now that looks like a comic book. I don't need that. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got the inspired Word of God in our King James Bible. And to back up what I said, the Bible said in 2 Peter 1 and 21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Man didn't write what we have in our hand tonight. God wrote it. We ought to be like the people in our text. We ought to bless the name of the Lord tonight for giving us a God-breathed Bible. Hey, it wouldn't hurt us to get a good dose of what these people had tonight. I can picture these Gentiles passing there. They thought salvation was just for the Jew. But lo and behold, they realized it was for them too. They got saved. And then they thank God for the Word of 
God, amen, that came their way. We ought to praise His name for it tonight. This is a holy book tonight. On the front it says Holy Bible for a reason. It's a holy book. I want you to understand though. Tonight, we see this. Now look at this verse. The Bible said, As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. I'm going to slow down here. I want you to understand something. That does not mean some were chosen to be saved and some were not chosen to be saved. That's not, that is not biblical or that would totally destroy John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Went to a wedding one time and, uh, and, and here's what the minister said. He said, I really hope so-and-so gets to go to heaven. I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, well, you can know. <laughs> we can know. We don't have to just hope about it. But anyway, the thing that our text means tonight is the ones who heard the gospel of Christ and wanted to be saved, they got saved. Just like those other Jews in the last study, they had judged themselves not to get eternal life. They didn't believe the message. They didn't accept Christ as their Savior. It was this people that believed, then they wanted to get saved. And they, I'm sure tonight, they probably had to repent of their sin. Repentance is still right. Amen. It's still right. But it's, it's uh, sometimes we complicate something so simple. By grace, through faith, in Jesus Christ. That's it. Amen. You come to Him and, and ask Him, and the rest, it's a sealed deal, ain't it? It's pretty simple, really. But is this people that believe they wanted to get saved? The gospel of Christ is for whosoever will. John 5 and 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. It was this people that hurt, they believed. Amen. And it was Paul and Barnabas that had declared to this people tonight to come to Christ. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. The same call that they had is going out today. Hey, you may be here tonight. And you may not know if you're saved or not. Listen, the best thing you can do tonight is to walk out the door and know where you're going. The Bible said in Revelation 22 and 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. It's for whosoever will. Folks in the jail cell tonight, if they would drop on their knees and call on Christ, they can get saved. No matter what they've done, that's a big God. Ain't it? If they call, if they fall on their knees and get saved, if they call on Him, they'll get saved. There's a man preaching one time, and he said, This guy come home in a drunken sewer. And what happened was to this guy, he took, he took a hot iron and he killed his son. But the man was preaching, and he said, If that man will fall on his knees, and call on Christ the Savior. God is Savior. That's our God. Don't matter what we think. I know what I'd like to think. But I know God. He'd save anybody. So just come to Him. That's good news, ain't it? You're a family member that's lost. God can save them. Hey, your friend that's lost, God can save them. But now let's read verse 49. I've said this. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. What good news you and I have tonight. The gospel is not for us, just for us. It's not just for one person, our family. It's for them all. Ain't that good to know that? The word of God's going out in our text throughout the whole region. Now listen to this. Read on verse 50. 
The Bible said this, But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But now we see the gospel of Christ is going out. The news is spreading, but it's here and as it spreads tonight, not all the people are happy about the gospel. They must have been Baptists. I'm only kidding. They were not happy about the gospel going out. We know tonight the devil is not happy about the gospel going out. Tonight the devil does not want you and I to have joy that we're saved. That's why we ought to kick him in the teeth and say, I don't care what you say, I'm going to have joy anyway. It's like one man said, he made this statement. He said, the devil was not going to sit idly by with folded arms while souls are being saved with the faithful preaching of the gospel of Christ by God's faithful men. He wasn't going to sit back then. And friend, the devil's not going to sit back now. I mean, I I don't know what some people think, but he's not going to just sit there idly by while souls are being saved and the gospel's being proclaimed. He's not. I don't expect him to. Do you? But friend, is now the devil is going to use this people and those Jews to not only get mad themselves that the gospel's going out, now they're going to get more people to go out against them as well. See, they now enlist their own help to come against Paul and against Barnabas. And it's in this verse we see they could go to the chief men of the city. So maybe it was the mayor of the city. Yes, there probably wasn't a mayor then. I'm just trying to bring it into our perspective. Maybe it was the mayor or the councilman or the businessman tonight. People that was highly regarded in the city. It would be the ones to be held at high regard. And then he also got honorable women as well. They'd be the women that are held in high regard. May I say to you tonight, our deacons, our, our deacons' wives, you're held in high regard. You've got a position in the house of God. We've got to be careful because that's who he's wanting to use more than anybody. Because if he can get the ones, and y'all know what I mean. I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody. I'm just saying these people hold positions. And if he can get us out, well, your life's an example. And if he can get you out, he can cause others to fall. We got to be careful tonight. He goes to the chief men and women there. Friend, if the word of God is going out, the truth's being told, the devil don't like it, and he's going to fight us tooth and nail, he'll fight our home. He'll fight with everything he's got. We need to be careful that we don't put a saddle on our backs, men, and say, okay, devil, just hop on today. I've done that before. We've got to be careful. And women, you too. All of us. Friend, the devil wants to use you and me to cause division in the house of God. Us men need to be careful. Women need to be careful. The devil wants to use you and me if he can. Now, it's now the devil in our text. He's doing what it is he does in our day as well. You know, his tactic really ain't changed a whole lot. It really ain't. He don't have to. But it's the message tonight of the gospel in our day that does the same thing it did back then. It'll convict and it'll show us where we're wrong at in our lives, won't it? Uh, It'll tell us where we need to get right at. And there are many that don't like that. It makes them upset. That's just the truth. The message done what the message does now. It touches on life and death. It touches on how we need to obey God in all our ways. And when the message is preached, it ought to stir us up on the inside. But right here in our text, it stirred this crowd the way it does some people today. And friend, I'm telling you, it ought to stir you and I in a good way. But sometimes it stirs people in a bad way. And they get absolutely mad. I found out the day that God called me to preach. It didn't take me very long. Not everybody's going to lie to me. I figured that out. 
I figured everybody would be ready to buy me chicken and, and uh, uh, take me to Golden Corral. That's not the case. <laughs> these men, these women now stir up persecution against Paul and Barnabas. All they were doing tonight was proclaiming the truth of God's word. Paul and Barnabas are preaching the gospel. That's all. That's all. And now here's this crowd. Ain't it sad when the truth upsets us the way it does and people the way it does? But not only does it do it now, it does it then as well. So the people are mad. Let's read on. Verse 51. I'm done this doom and gloom stuff. The Bible said, but they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. So those people did not want to hear the gospel of Christ. So uh, may I say to you tonight, uh, there's going to be people in your life that does not want to hear the gospel of Christ in your life, in your family, at your work, uh, wherever it may be. There's going to be folks that want to hear. Right? On Facebook. <laughs> there's going to be people that don't want to hear. But friend, listen, they didn't want to hear it and, and there are people that way and I'm going to take a step further than this. It's true, there are churches in our day don't want to hear it. My pastor preached at a church one time. God moved on the, and folks was at the altar and one lady pointed to him and said, I run this church and we don't do things that way. That's sad. I told you all that before. But not only are they in churches, you'll meet people like that all your life. The thing we've got to do sometimes Listen to me now. I'm just trying to help. Things we got to do sometimes is just what Paul and Barnabas done here in our text. The Bible said they shook off the dust of their feet against them. You know, sometimes we can get so hung up on, on trying to win this, this one person to Christ and we can talk to we're blue in the But sometimes the best thing we can do is just shake it off the ground. That's sad to say, really. And that's, that is biblical. Matthew 10, 14 through 15, the Bible says, And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Friend, I got so tore up when I first got saved because I wanted everybody to get saved. I worked with this man from day in and day out. And the more I talked about God, the matter he got. Finally, I realized I just got to go on. Just got to go on. Jesus Christ told His own disciples that people wouldn't hear not to worry about the results, but since they didn't want to hear it, it was time for them to shake it off. Hey, that's why pastors leave churches as well. Folks don't want to hear. Why would they want to stay? Right? Anyway, when Paul and Barnabas were expelled from the coast of Antioch, Basidia, it was there they knew they had done what God wanted them to do. So it wasn't no water really off their backs tonight. The blood wasn't on their hands. It was now the people who rejected. And for that tonight, they could shake off the dust of their feet as a testimony to that city that they would not heed the Word of God. That's sad. So they leave there. They go to a land called Iconium, the capital of, La of Laconia. And according to history... That's now the place called Kenia, the capital of Carmania. But the thing to keep in mind is they're now here. And maybe to come to a people now that do want to hear. I've been discouraging. I've been encouraging to start with. A little discouraging in the middle. Now let's be encouraging again. Alright? Verse 52, the Bible said this. And the disciples were filled with joy. And with the Holy Ghost. You say, preacher, what just happened here? They're, they went preaching the gospel of Christ. These men encouraged Paul and Barnabas to go on in the faith. They preached 
Here comes these people to discourage them in the fight. But I want you to notice something here. Here's these people again together. And now they're filled with the Holy Ghost and with joy. Do you think they're encouraging one another again? Is that not the way church life is? That's the way life is. One minute you're up, the next minute you're down. We're that way as a church sometimes, ain't we? I mean, there's been things that, that have hit this church that I could have never imagined. We've been up one minute, down one minute. But I tell you what, here we are again on a Wednesday night getting to encourage one another again. Hey, ain't that a blessing tonight? It was the people before this that didn't want to hear or heed the Word of God. Even though Paul and Barnabas had expelled from had been had, had been expelled from those people, kicked out from the land of preaching Christ, the thing they still had tonight is they had their joy. May I say to you tonight, if you're saved and born again tonight, there'll be people that don't want to hear what God has to say. And if we're not careful, it'll rob you and I of our joy. It can, real fast, make you mad. Hey, I've been there. Sometimes we invite people and they may not show up. It can get us down, okay? It can get us tore up. We want people to come because we love the house of God. We love the Lord. We want people to see what's in it for. Some people want, but the thing about it all is that we ought to just be like these disciples in our text tonight. We ought not ever to lose our joy. Hey, the Bible plainly said in John 16 and 33, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hey, I'm telling you tonight, we'll always have tribulation tonight, but I am glad that in the tribulation, right there is the Savior. He's with me every step of the way. If you're saved, He's with you. And why not just go ahead and rejoice Rejoice a little bit tonight because there He is. Never leave us. Never forsake us. Hey, no matter whether we're up, no matter whether we're down, right there He is every step of the way. Hey, friend, why can't we just go ahead and get beside ourselves and praise Him for all He's done? We ought to be like these disciples in our text. Not lose our joy. We'll not, uh, we'll not always have tribulation. There's coming a day Brother David, there's coming a day where I'll never have trouble again. So why in the world would we fret now? I know we do and we probably will again. But if I really get to thinking about it, I think, man, why am I so down for when really all I've got to look forward to is a land called heaven with Jesus Christ. And, and friend, what a day that's going to be when we get there. We're on the side that's already won. You think Paul and Barnabas and these disciples might have known that? They got kicked out of a land for trying to see folks saved for the glory of God. And yet, here's what I would have done. I'd have probably got up and I'd have probably called our deacon and said, I've done everything I know how to do. Okay? I'd have probably bad mouth all the way home. My wife would have had to hear it. That's what I would have done. But here are these people tonight. They're going on for the glory of God. 
They've got joy in their life. I can picture Paul and Barnabas tonight as they are living out Matthew 5, 11 through 12 where the Bible said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. The Bible said, Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Paul and Barnabas recognized tonight there's no point in getting all upset because the God of heaven is on their side. Hey, I I want you to know tonight, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what today has happened in your life. But I'm telling you, friend, the victory's been won. The battle is ours for the taking through Christ. Why are we so down all the time? Rejoice. You're saved, ain't you? Going to heaven, ain't you? What greater news have we? What better thing is there? We ought to go out tomorrow with a water pistol and take it to work. And people say, what are you doing? So I'm getting ready to charge hell with my water. <laughs> That's how happy we ought to be. Friend, we're not going to hell tonight. I know life can be rough sometimes. But you know what, friend? They are having a rejoicing party instead of a pity party in our text tonight. And it wouldn't kill us every once in a while to have a rejoicing party instead of a pity party Friend, what a blessing tonight. What hurt us to remember tonight. We're on the winning side. The battle's been won. Friend, we ought to practice waving our hands again. God's been good. He's been good. Amen. Y'all will get that down eventually. Despite the foes. I could see them. They're expelled from the land. And I can just see Paul Marvelous now. They didn't want us there. Praise the Lord, we're going somewhere they do. I can see them, couldn't you? We're on the winning side. The battle's been fought. It's been won. Souls are getting ready to be saved. Don't worry about it. Friend, tonight, it's you and I that face many foes sometimes, don't we? I have to be honest with you. Most of the time, my biggest foe is me. I myself is my biggest problem. But maybe one of those foes have you down. And for lack of better terms tonight, why don't you come to the altar, kick the foe in the face, and leave out of here with joy in your life. Friend, with that on our minds, let's close out. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight. We have finished chapter number 13.